Hello, this is Gurmeher from newslaundry.com bringing you your daily dose of news. Today is Tuesday, the 25th of April. The Supreme Court today sought a response from the Delhi police over a petition by seven women wrestlers. The athletes have demanded an FIR against Wrestling Federation of India president and BJP MP Bridge Bhushan Sharan Singh accusing him of sexual harassment. The bench led by Chief Justice of India D.Y. Chandrachur termed the allegations serious. The court will hear the matter again on Friday. The petitioners requested that their identities be kept confidential. So, the court ordered that only petitions and records with redacted identities be made public. The court issued a formal notice and allowed the petitioners to provide copies of their petition to the Council for the Delhi Government. Kapil Sibyl, the senior advocate representing the women wrestlers, said that police officers who refused to register the FIR could also face prosecution. He said one of the petitioners was a minor when the alleged sexual harassment took place. Sibyl claimed that the FIR was not being registered due to the accused being a member of the governing party in parliament. The Chief Justice pointed to Section 156 of the Code of Criminal Procedure, which allows the magistrate to investigate the matter. Sibyl emphasised the seriousness of the accusations by stating that there were video recordings of the allegations. Today, the Supreme Court halted the implementation of the Karnataka government's decision to scrap the 4% OBC quota for Muslims till the 9th of May, when the matter will be heard next. The Karnataka government was granted adjournment by the top court during a hearing on a petition challenging the state's decision. The state reportedly wants to divide the quota between Vokaliga and Lingayat caste ahead of the assembly elections. The Solicitor General Tushar Mehta assured the court that the state will not make any appointments or admissions under the March 27 government order, which granted two additional percentage of quota to the two castes. It will, however, hold the field till the next hearing, he said. Senior advocate Dushyant Dave, arguing for the petitioner, objected to the adjournment and said it would only harm the petitioner. In a previous hearing on April 13th, Justice K.M. Joseph said, that the decision to remove the quota for Muslims was based on, and I quote, absolutely fallacious assumptions, unquote. With the Karnataka election campaigns intensifying, Congress President Malikarjan Kharge raised the issue of the alleged large-scale corruption in the implementation of civil contracts in Karnataka, soaring prices and unemployment. Addressing a press conference in Mangaluru, Kharge questioned the silence of Prime Minister Narendra Modi and Union Home Minister Amit Shah over the issues particularly the allegations that contractors were being forced to pay 40% commission to government officials for projects. Meanwhile, Union Home Minister Amit Shah at a public meeting in Bagalkoti said the Congress rule in the state see, and I quote, dynastic politics at its all-time high, unquote, and will be marred by riots. The former BJP chief also said the development of the state will be in reverse care if Congress forms the government. Listeners. Subhash Chandra, unlike other Indian media moguls, is self-made and diversified into various industries. On his website, he aims to take the news to new heights and create an Indian metaverse. However, one thing is in his way, his debts. Z Media's merger with Sony hinges on resolving outstanding debt. The question arises, how did he fall from grace and will he bounce back? To know more, read my colleague Tanishka's report titled Subhash Chandra's Collapsing House of Cards. We're able to bring you such reports and analysis only because you've got our back. Subscribe to newslaundry.com and pay to keep news free. Our subscription starts at only 300 rupees a month. In a nationwide crackdown on the popular front of India, 
the National Investigation Agency of India today launched a search operation on the premises linked to the members of the organization. It is conducting a search at 12 locations in Bihar, two in UP, one in Punjab and another in Goa. PFI was banned by the central government last year for its alleged involvement in terrorist activities. The NIA has till now put on trial 19 members of the organization, including PFI chairman, vice chairman, national secretary and NEC national general secretary on charges of arranging funding for arms training camps, buying weapons and targeted killings. In the charge sheet filed by the agency, it claimed that the outfit in the garb of a socio-political movement was putting together a, and I quote, highly motivated, trained and secretive elite force to achieve its violent long-term objective of the establishment of Islamic rule in India by 2047, unquote. PFI as an organization has also been charge-sheeted in the case relating to criminal conspiracy aimed at destabilizing and dismembering the country, as per an Indian Express report. Today, eastern Indonesia was hit by a strong undersea earthquake measuring 7.1 on the Richter scale. The quake was felt in districts and cities of West Sumatra and North Sumatra provinces, and people of some of the areas were ordered to evacuate to higher ground in fear of a subsequent tsunami. Footage released by the National Disaster Mitigation Agency showed people from Mentawai Island fleeing to highlands on foot and by motorcycle in darkness while some patients at the village hospital were evacuated to its yard. Although the tsunami alert was lifted two hours after the quake, many residents in several villages on Mentawai Island chose to stay displaced in higher grounds due to fears of aftershocks. The earthquake's epicentre was 170 kilometres southeast of Teluk Dalam, a coastal town in South Nias Regency of North Sumatra, at a depth of 15 kilometres. Aftershocks were measured as strong as 5.8. The head of the Earthquake and Tsunami Centre, Daryono, said that based on sea-level observations, minor tsunamis of 11 cm were detected in the Tanabala coastal area of South Nias Regency. Indonesia is prone to earthquakes, volcanic eruptions and tsunamis. In November, a magnitude 5.6 earthquake killed at least 340 people and damaged more than 62,600 homes in part of West Java. That's all the news we have for you today. Have a good day or good night depending on where you're listening from. See you tomorrow. All the News Laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes and any other podcast platform. Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent. To catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs and sport, visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Oh, 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 oh,